Ahoy there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with gatekeepers and people who have great peepers. I'm Adrian, as always, here with my co-host Paul. Let's get big factin'. Let's get no cappin'. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap No cap. Uh, how, how about this for a starter? Paul, you're on Twitter, right? Sure. I was going to ask you, as someone who's on Twitter, I've seen a lot of people who um, beg or demand or throw out the idea of normalizing certain things. So I wanted to know what your list of uh, things that we should normalize is. Oh, can we please normalize? Adrian, can we normalize calling people instead of sending 15 texts back and forth in a 10-minute period? Ooh, damn. Okay. That sounds like a real one. I think Paul was born in Le Rong Generation. <laughs> How do you feel about the argument between whether a word is a slur if it's antiquated enough? Like, things like lame. Is lame a slur, or is it so antiquated that it's any connection to it being about disabled people? I guess it ma- it's, I, I would ask the group of people, although that's one of those things where people will say, like, that's for them to decide. And it's like, I don't know, can they? Can I get a text alert for when they decide on this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, like, I guess that would be my strategy, is I would ask people who are actually uh, afflicted by whatever the slurs. And I don't know if being disabled actually correlates with any sort of politics. So I imagine, like, if disabled no, people got to not. pick on it, like, probably 50% of them are Trump supporters, too, and, like, love the idea that I'm cool with lame. So I get to say that word, right? Like, we're all just cool with Hartzler. I imagine that's 50% mm. of disabled people's takes, considering the demographics of this country. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, okay, so wait, wait. Okay, so it's also an American thing. It would also be, for Americans, this is not a slur. I guess that's true. They got, like, you got, like, Australians coming over here saying the C word and stuff, and they're just like, oh, we you do it crikey, mate. It's not a slur over there. <laughs> that is what, exactly what they sound like and say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things like that where you kind of have to. Tr- I-, I try and avoid those, but I don't know. If you if you don't, I don't think it's a huge deal. You do call me a wetback a lot. Yeah, but that's just because you're always on your slip and slide every morning. That's how you get to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like kids think that the future is that there's going to be tubes sending you everywhere. <laughs> For me, it's a water slide everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You've almost put the city of Davis into bankruptcy with your scheme to get them to install slip and slides next to every road. Bikers are like, this would be great space for a bike pathway. And you're like, no, 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 it's a slip and slide way. <laughs> I know we're in a drought, but hear me out. <laughs> but hear me out. <laughs> well, that's okay. You just cover it in oil. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Adrian. Think different. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm built different. I just don't think different. That's the issue. <laughs> this little noggin of mine is very standard. <laughs> Yeah, and then the other thing is, uh, you do call me Beaner a lot, too, so. Well, that's because you're a cute little bean. That's like... <laughs> because you're a small bean. That's because you're a small bean. <laughs> that one, first of all, can you make it clear to the audience that I don't call you either of those things a lot? I just call oh. you the good old-fashioned Edward, but. <laughs> Paul has called me neither of those things a lot. <laughs> I love that you left a room for, he hasn't called me those things a lot. You left that's not what you asked sometimes. me to say. <laughs> Read, the, um, read it back. That's not what you asked me to say. 
Anything else you're trying to normalize? I, I, there's more things I think I would rather denormalize than things I would rather normalize. I like that. That does that does seem fitting. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just thinking of things that are like pet peeves more than anything. I remember one time I went into my bathroom and I asked my roommate why my towel was wet. And her response was, oh, wait, I didn't realize we had our own towels. I just always use whichever one's driest. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> She was like, that's why I used yours. <laughs> I took a shower last night. Mine was still a little bit damp. <laughs> the other one was still a little bit damp. That's awesome. And uh, I would like to denormalize. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of the new girl, Nick Miller, thing where he's like, you have to wash a towel? It washes me. It cleans me. I can't, what, what am I going to do clean? <laughs> what do you clean a bar of soap? <laughs> oh, I've got another one. Although now we're adventuring more into like actually roasting people and getting kind of mean territory. But, uh. I would like to denormalize people who claim that they don't have body odor and and or can use very natural products that don't work to solve. We talked about this on a recent episode, (laughs) did we? I don't think we made it to pod. Oh, maybe we caught it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess we're gonna cut it again. (laughs) No, I'll just cut my explanation. We're good. There's no way she's listening this many episodes later. (laughs) There's no way her stanky ass is listening. Her Charlie Brown weird ass <laughs> friend. <laughs> she got three stink lines hanging over her head at all times. <laughs> Anything else you want to normalize and or denormalize? I don't know. Some of them are like, you know, normalize having yellow teeth or whatever. Like white teeth are like an unrealistic beauty standard. And I'm like, I don't have bad uh, like dental hygiene, but my teeth have never been super white. So I'm kind of glad that I don't have to work hard on that anymore. I think we're going to normalize not <laughs> not doing that. Sure, I don't- that seems like the most boring version of something you could normalize or denormalize. I really didn't even know. Apparently like, I it really like hits white home teeth. for some people. Sometimes, sometimes I see somebody with really white teeth and I'm like, damn, what a pair of shiners. Mm. And I am impressed. Shiniest teeth in the game. But I don't think I've often felt, like, uh, offended by non-white teeth. I don't think it's like- mm. it, I don't think it takes points away if you have, like, it a natural- Yeah, it just adds points. I see. I, see. I think it's kind of like eye color like that. Where, like, somebody mm. having a boring eye color, which I guess maybe this is racist, I consider it a boring eye color to have brown yeah, eyes. Yeah. Which, once again, my people, the Arabs, nobody has anything other than brown. Unless you're, like, one of those, is that like, true? Yeah. Kurdish like girls that, like, yeah. that they, like, take photos Put of. Put on to Time make, magazine covers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make white people be like, wait, she has green eyes? I should care about her. Is there a way to program the bomb so it doesn't blow up people with green eyes? But, yeah, Arab people don't have cool eye colors but i mean yeah i do think it's objectively pretty when people have blue or green eyes i guess that is western beauty standards yeah, but it's damn, so much yeah. more unique than arab eye colors maybe interrogate your own uh internalized racism bruh you don't agree though when you look into justin eason's eyes when you look deep into those baby blue eyes you're not oh, like ooh boy just two little pools of crystal geysers Whereas I look at Paul's eyes and I'm just like, all I think of is poop. That is actually like a very accurate description of the color of my eye. Shout out to Sydney Hartman who told me in fourth grade that I had poop eyes. <laughs> really? That yeah. is racism. <laughs> Remember when that one asshole said your skin looks like Scooby-Doo's skin? Like, who says shit like that, man? <laughs> hey, no, no, no. Thank you for the happy married. What do you say? Congratulations on the marriage, Pierce. <laughs> Wait, it was me who said that, not Pierce. <laughs> oh, that's right. Pierce was the one who called you out for it. <laughs> I was literally about to let you rewrite history there and get away with it. 
Okay, well, I, my instinct isn't to defend you. I was, my instinct was to defend Pierce. <laughs> I'll throw you under the bus for that one. Really? You don't say, you don't kind of agree that your skin looks a little bit like the same complexion as Scooby-Doo? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on which iteration. You know, they didn't really saturate the colors in the 90s as much. That's true, that's true. Oh, can we norm- Okay, this is what I saw on Twitter recently. Wait, but- can I not make my point that, uh... uh. Also, what are we, like, writing a Toni Morrison novel for <laughs> the bluest eye? <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think I actually have a huge attraction to eye color that much either way. I think maybe like a grayish or uh, if you're like, obviously if you're like a David Bowie ass, like heterochromatic person, that's kind of cool, but that's about it. Okay. I feel you. One thing I saw on, uh, can you, can you hold up your palms to the camera real quick, Adrian? Okay. One thing I saw on Twitter recently about normalizing was for cartoons to normalize drawing dark skin characters like adrian with, with light palms with light palms that they had a whole uh, like yeah. they had a whole artist's guide for like how much lighter the palms should be mm-hmm. um and how to make the feet and like what parts of the feet and palm should be lighter that's why i draw all my characters with gloves like mickey mouse mm, that makes sense not because they thought his hands would be like kind of gross a mouse's hands that's not why they put the gloves on them they are kind of gross aren't they yeah they should have had Mr. Master Splinter in gloves, too. I don't think we were as good of friends back then, because in middle school, when I was really the only time in my life when I was really into drawing, because I was really into anime, I was just getting into it. I would draw a lot of like stuff in anime style, and I'd get made fun of a lot, because uh, everyone thought I was depressed because all of my characters looked emo, because I couldn't get two symmetrical eyes, so I would always do the hair covering one eye ah. for whatever character I drew, and so everyone thought, they were like, man, Adrian's really depressed, all of his characters are so emo. I... <laughs> <laughs> You were hanging out with smarter people than I do in middle school. I don't know anybody who is reading. Yeah, I was hanging out with the for... real who's who of intellectuals at <laughs> Pleasant Hill Middle School. I don't, who was reading your art for deeper meaning? Oh, everyone was psychoanalyzing each other. It was all armchairs over there. <laughs> Adrian is a tortured artist. I can tell. You can tell by the paint strokes he's struggling inside. I can tell by how his uh, by his Joey from Yu Gi Oh add he added in the hair swatch <laughs> over his eye, even though we all know only Yu Gi has that. Oh, wait, one last one, one last one. This is again going into pet peeves that at this point I'm just roasting people. Denormalize two things. One, having a bunch of shit on your desktop. And two, having 70 tabs open on your browser. Doesn't affect my life at all, but seeing it upsets me. Either way. Really? I'm I'm a 70 tabs person. I absolutely, uh, just, uh, no. <laughs> That's just too much for me. It's so disorganized. It's so much chaos. Well, what if I need another tab later? Paul, like, how many different porn videos do you need to come to? <laughs> like, I think you don't work in a tech field, and here's why. Because there's well, a lot case of- Case one, you know I don't work in a tech field. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exhibit A. <laughs> Adrian, I'm using my powers of deduction and, uh, and logical reasoning to come to the conclusion that you don't work in a tech field. I'm joking. That sounds so smug. I already don't want to make this point because I feel like an ass. But I do feel like sometimes there are certain problems- in like programming that it's definitely like a a spider's web or like a chain of cause and effect and you start solving like the problem a little bit and then you have another question based on the answer that you just read and then you search that and you kind of want to go down into the rabbit hole and then work your way back up once you understand what you need to understand i guess i forgot solving tech problems is basically the children's book if you give a mouse a cookie that's so true man all right all right, Adrian, this weekend, I finally got to do an activity that I've been super excited to do for a long time here um, in North Carolina. Is this Media Roundup? 
Uh, sure. I don't really have uh, media, so it's life roundup. So I had heard many years ago that North Carolina has the largest deposit of uh, natural gems in the country, and that there's all these places where you can go gem mining in North Carolina. Finally got to do it this weekend. You went uh, gem hounding. Yeah, so went to a place, they give you a shovel, they have like this big area in the woods. Go out there, you do your best to dig up some gems. They also have buckets of like pre-found, like seeded buckets where they've like put gems they found from like using their big excavation tools into the bucket. And you can buy those and look through them. And they have uh, creaking as well. Uh, So you can Mm. go creaking for gems. But we went digging for gems. Largest things we found were some like crystals at most like an inch across. Like quartz or something? Yeah, I guess they were like completely clear. And then we found some like actual like crystalline structures, you know, like that sort of like hexagon shape. Mm-hmm. But those were really tiny. Those were like all oh, like a centimeter long tops that actually had like that real crystal look. It was really fun. Shout out to the movie Holes. Uh, I don't know why those kids were complaining so much. It's kind of fun to go out and dig. And then while we were uh, taking back some of our like, because, you know, you find rocks and crystals as you're kind of looking through the ground and you put them in your bucket. And then you like, if there was an area you thought had like a big deposit, you know, you, you grab a couple shovelfuls, take it back and, uh, and sift it. And while we were doing that, I, Izzy, I guess, didn't realize that the, that the place sold preceded buckets. So the mm-hmm. children's birthday party next to us was finding all these massive crystals. <laughs> and afterwards she was like, what the hell? What did they do right that we did it? And I was like, no, no, no. That's they right. bought a preceded bucket. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I-, I was like, I was wondering why you were so quiet. She was like, yeah, I was sitting there pissed. I was like, how the fuck did they find like Fucking a football? ass kids. <laughs> how did they find like a football sized crystal? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Shout out to the real piece of shit kid at that party, Micah. He was alternating being angry for so many... This feels like an r slash child-free post. I have nothing against kids. Hey, they're always gonna love this. This kid was cracking me up, man. He was alternating between being angry that he wasn't finding any crystals. Then his mom explained, well, we're gonna, like, weigh them by grams, and everybody's gonna get an equal amount afterwards. And then after that, he was... That's communism. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, he was complaining about communism. That he was complaining <laughs> that his sister was probably pocketing some crystals, or she wasn't gonna play fair. <laughs> That's so funny. He was just complaining about everything. He's like, "I need these crystals to start my electric car company. <laughs> she can start an OnlyFans anytime she wants. I have to work for a living." <laughs> he was complaining about or gems. Yeah, he was complaining about like he he particularly liked one gem she found, and he was like, "I want that one." And his mom was like, "We're gonna separate them evenly by grams." And he was like, well, I want that one, and she's going to probably take it. <laughs> uh, and he definitely, he wasn't finding any gems. This kid did not have a hawk's eye for the gems. Mm. Um, and he was pretty angry about that, too. Uh, one of the other things that happened while gem mining that cr- cracked me up was uh, at the like little gift area at the end where they sell gems, I was walking through there, and there was these like uh, selenite crystals that were called like selenite wands. And this little girl went to, like, grab one, and she, like, picks it up, and she's, like, swooshing it around like a wand. And her mom said, honey, that crystal 
is used to clean the energy of other crystals. It is not a toy for you to be doing what you're doing with it right now. <laughs> and I love the mixture of, like, stern mother and somebody who believes in the magic of crystals. <laughs> like, yeah, it's real cool. Like, her mom was, I don't know, it was cracking me up. I was like, I guess we're at that age where people who think crystals have magic powers are now old enough that they have children. <laughs> <laughs> and they're reprimanding them for not using their crystals correctly. Mm. Did I ever tell you about the time that um, there was a guy who used to come into Trader Joe's pretty regularly? Uh, he was kind of one of those guys who'd come in, like, pretty close to closing and buy, like, just two random things. But the interesting thing about him is, uh, I don't know if it's a religious thing, but he'd have two decorated, like, stone balls in his hand that kind of looked like whiskey stones. Mm-hmm. And he would be constantly, like, flipping them around in his hand. And it always looked really cool and, like, really, like, aesthetic. But then there was one time where he came through my line and he dropped one and like really like fumbled to be like, oh, shit, and then pick it up. And it really broke the like the, the mystique of it. <laughs> like, whatever like cool thing he was doing that was hypnotizing me all those other times, as soon as he dropped him was like, oh, shucks, <laughs> had to pick it up. <laughs> really just broke any of it veneer of, it, of coolness to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why when you walk around with a cane with a with a carved out like snake face about to bite yeah. at the top, you can't like accidentally drop that cane. <laughs> it loses all of its power. I hope I have a limp when I'm older so I can have a sweet-ass walking cane. I mean, you are a pimp. You might as well walk with a limp. That's true. I'm a mobster. That's why I eat lobster. Everything that rhymes is true. I mean, we're both VIPs, and we aren't checking IDs. What's going on? Have you been cursed? <laughs> <laughs> I've been cursed to only be able to do sick rhymes. <laughs> Hey, that's what happened to uh, Hobson. <laughs> that's how we got him. <laughs> this is from a funny Eminem video with, I think, one other rapper's in it. But, like, he's just telling rappers, like, bars you can't do anymore. He's like, yo, if you want to be a mobster, that's fine. You just can't eat lobster anymore. Like, you know, <laughs> if you want to be a pimp, go ahead. But you can't walk with a limp, all right? That's over. <laughs> hey, you want to have a squeaky door hinge? That's all right. But don't you ever eat an orange. Ugh. Sorry, I just stepped on a Lego. I don't know why that, like, that video of Eminem, I forget who he's being interviewed by, and he's just like, yeah, my brain works in rhymes. Like, it always made me so angry when people say that orange doesn't rhyme with anything. I can think of ten things orange rhymes with. Door hinge. <laughs> I just, like, I love door hinge comes to mind. <laughs> Weirdly enough, the other one's uh, another color. I think purple doesn't have anything that rhymes with it either. I mean, um, wait, no, tons of stuff do rhyme with orange. Eminem was right about that. No, but that is one of those common things that people will say, like, nothing uh, rhymes with orange. is like, nothing rhymes with purple. Uh, famously, nurple. That's true. Slurple, if you're a Jimmy Neutron fan. You can always just make new words. That's how Shakespeare did. Hey, let's table this conversation for another time. Uh, don't make me bring out the dogs of war, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, boy. Alright, do you want to get to the theme? Yeah, let's get to it. Alright, the theme today... Gatekeeping. I had to think about it for a second. Yeah. And neither me or Adrian did one of those things where we found a column by, like, an old medieval gatekeeper at the front of a castle. We're keeping this one true to what you assumed. On theme and literal. Literal gatekeeping. Somebody who decides that other people can't participate in a certain activity a certain way. Yep. That's that's actually a very concise definition. Good job, Paul. Oh, thank you. We got Merriam-Webster over here. Goddamn. This feels like one of those things where I'm sure it's a very real and traumatic problem for people, but I can't imagine having my day ruined by being gatekept. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to believe in the idea that being a part of a fandom is something other than cringy to feel like you've been gatekept out of that fandom. 
Yeah, maybe this isn't a good way to start. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, I would have to desperate, like, what is something I'd like? Like, I would have to like the Kanye community of people online to feel hurt that somebody called me not a true Kanye fan. If somebody did that, I'd be yeah, like, yeah, thank yeah. God, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a relief. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what are some uh, classic examples? Uh, I don't know. A lot of uh, we, we're not. I didn't bring in the article, so we can talk about it a little bit up front. But it obviously has a very high tone of misogyny in a lot of places. It's a lot of uh, girl wears a band t shirt, and they're like, "Oh, name every metal band." Then <laughs> you're uh, yeah, a real fan. The, the classic uh, like uh, sibling meme to gatekeeping is like the name the blank like name blanks top five th- name five songs by blank. Mm-hmm. A lot of that in the anime community. That's real big of just being a general anime fan as well as being a true fan of whatever thing. Oh yeah, if somebody wanted to gatekeep me out of anime, that'd be very easy. I I could be ran out of any sort of anime expo. Somebody did gatekeep me with anime actually relatively mm. recently. Um, I was at not this year, but the year before at a July Fourth barbecue, and I remember like the guy really liked anime, and I was like, oh yeah, more like of a. I don't know much about anime. Like, I've seen a couple of the biggest shows here and there, but I've seen, like, a lot of the movies. I really like a lot of anime films, like, self-contained. Thinking, like, about that big list of films we talked about with Steve M, and he went, oh, so you're just a Ghibli fan then. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just walked. Like, you know, I just went to do something else, and I was like, oh, this guy is not, like, uh, gonna be fun to have a conversation with, with his uh, cool anime taste. Yeah. And to be fair, talking to somebody about anime is a horrible way to spend your July 4th. Yeah, that makes sense. It's very un-American. Uh, you should be talking about American anime, like Avatar, <laughs> Last Airbender. But yeah, for me, it's like, when that happened, it was hard for me to feel hurt by it. I didn't really mind that he didn't think I knew any deep, cool anime. I was more interested in just getting away from him. It's more of a good signal of who's going to be annoying to talk to. Yeah. And very rarely do those people actually hold positions of power <laughs> to, <laughs> to literally gatekeep you from anything. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the gates have not been kept. It's not like you were, like, applying for a job at an anime store. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of, okay, so speaking of misogyny again, that was a big thing for, uh, because, you know, there's fucking geeks and nerds everywhere, a very coveted job in Lexington, South Carolina was to get to work at GameStop, and I knew guys who wanted to apply there and were like, for the interview, you have to be really good on your feet about talking about your favorite games and why you like them and stuff. And then there was a girl that had the position and, we were, and they were talking about that. And they're like, well, she got it because she's a girl. If a girl applies to GameStop, then they're going to get the job no matter what. But if you're a guy, <laughs> then you really have to be able to talk about video games and know your stuff. Awesome. Yeah. I love the idea that working at GameStop is a coveted job because you get to be near the video game. You get to be near the video games, bro. And you get like 10% off and you get early access. Oh, I didn't know that. That is kind of cool. I would have liked that I job. Actually, no. Uh, yeah, and I think I've said before that I'm not a big uh, a big dynamic with gatekeeping. And I have an example of this that I can bring in that I saw while I was Googling. Is older fans gatekeeping out younger fans? Um, and I think I've always said that I'm not very good at knowing the history. Or not knowing, but like not diving into the history of the things that I like. I don't mm-hmm. listen to a lot of old school hip-hop. I don't, listen, I don't watch a lot of old anime. I don't watch a lot of... Listen to like an old, a lot of old metal... So that's a big part of it. I know that one of the recent stories right now is like because of TikTok and because of like shows on Netflix like Stranger Things, certain old songs are getting famous again. So apparently because of the finale, Master of Puppets by Metallica got famous. And like apparently it's such a raging epidemic in our country that they Metallica had to come out to tell people to stop, gate, stop gatekeeping uh, new fans of Metallica from the show. 
Oh, damn. There was new fans. of it. I'm more shocked that the a new Metallica album actually got new fans. No, it's an old one. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's the same thing like with the Kate Bush song, like Running Up That Hill or whatever that got famous from uh, Stranger Things or uh, any host of like other uh, songs that are like now back on the billboard after 40 years because uh, TikTok made them famous. Yeah, uh, that, that is a big one with the merch too, right? Because Metallica shirts kind of had a resurgence, so people bought them because it's like to have a Metallica shirt was cool yeah, like a couple of years like Aziz ago. Like Aziz Ansari did his last special in one after doing all of his in uh, suits. I'll, I'll get, keep hating Aziz Ansari. I, I hated him before lots of other people did. I mean, I get the annoyance with like gatekeepers, but it's also like, I guess they... Uh, for gatekeepers, it is, like, confusing, like, why they would care that somebody was wearing a shirt, but how would you know that they cared you were wearing the shirt, you know? Like, it's also- well, usually they vocalize it in some way. Yeah, but online. I guess. Yeah. I guess it's just funny to dunk on dumb people online. That's really what gatekeeping is, an opportunity to dunk on the gatekeeper online for being annoying. I will say, though, if, so is there any situation or thing you can think of where you actually did kind of have, like, a gatekeepy feeling about things? Because oh, I certainly sure. Have. I, <laughs> so cringy, but sure, let's go for it. Uh, you guys, I'm being really, like, open and honest on this podcast right I'm being now. being hella vulnerable right I'm now. I'm gonna get really vulnerable and be really brave. I do remember, like, and I don't know if you remember my rants about this, but I do remember in high school, like, 11th grade-ish, being like, everybody's getting into Reddit and it's ruining it. Mm, I don't really remember that. I do remember you being early on Reddit, but I don't remember you complaining about people, really. I, I kind of gatekept um, liking Tyler, the creator, because of Igor after liking his earlier music uh, and everyone being annoying about Tyler, the creator and being like, this guy sucks or whatever. And then Igor comes out and they're like, bro, I've always been a Tyler fan. He's the dopest. <laughs> he's the mostest with the dopest. He's actually the most woke dude I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't listen to his early stuff. He's so woke. I think uh, there's probably some stuff like that. Yeah. Be nice to a pregnant woman. Say I help two people. Hmm. That's a bar. That's a yeah, bar. I think um, it's I think it mostly becomes of how like irrationally frustrating I can find Dorley at times because she was someone like that. Uh, she got into Chance too, I think. After like when people got into Chance after d- during Coloring Book after Acid Rap, and it's like that's not even his good album. Like go listen to his good album. That was a hard one for me to gatekeep because I remember yeah. starting like Chance was getting bad and people were starting to get into him. So I was like, y'all can have this one. Y'all are the true Chance <laughs> fans. <laughs> I've actually, I've never liked Chance. I don't know why y'all are. <laughs> Chance the who? I definitely won't finish the line if you just say, I miss my cocoa butter. <laughs> Tear rolls down my face. <laughs> uh, so wait, his name is Chance, but you have to call him Chance the Rapper? Like the whole thing? That's weird, man. I don't know if I get this guy. That's funny. What sort of sound is that? Uh, I think that's about it, though. I think those are the only two where, like, and I think that does come from a place where, you know, hurt people hurt people, Paul. You know what I mean? Um, mm. That comes from a place where, like, people, like, shit on earlier Tyler when I would listen to it, and then everyone got super into it or whatever. That's true. That's true. I'm trying to think of, like, any examples of gatekeeping I've seen in real life, because online is just, that's too easy. Like, you're gonna find mentally yeah. ill people peppered way too frequently through everything so i'm trying to think of like real life examples i've I've brought this phrase up on pod before but remember in middle school when people would say like christians can't hate people about gay people it's like why are you gatekeeping hate christians can do it if they want <laughs> they can do whatever they want and still call themselves christians that's their god given <laughs> i mean i did literally like a couple of i mean it's very similar to the tyler one but like a few episodes back i was complaining about kids not knowing vince staples early work so 
you know, we're getting old, so we're, we're starting old. to become gatekeepers. The other one was, I think it was bought on a whim. So it's not even like I had good cultured taste as a kid, but my neighbors did uh, buy Settlers of Catan for us to play like one mm. summer. And so I started playing it in like fourth grade or something like that. And then it got really big in like college. And so that was one of those things where I was like, you guys are just now getting into Settlers of Catan, bro. I know. And, and now it's one of those things. It's like the chance thing where it really wrapped back around to if you've gotten into you know, something yeah, you better, guys you're also kind of like, well, Settlers isn't even good. I'm into cooler, even better, deeper. Board I'm games. into like heavier Euro shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, the idea that some games are classified as Euro games, I love, man. It's, yeah, it's up there with metal. I just love when you can start classifying things so specifically. Yeah, cool. Any other like general ideas about it? I mean, I think we're going to come out as... Actually, that's the other thing about it, is that there's so much discourse online about meta gatekeeping of like, here's why gatekeeping is actually necessary to keep a healthy fandom, and here's why it's good, actually. Uh, there's a lot of that shit yeah sean who we had on the podcast i don't know if he still feels this way so i don't want to like put his opinion incorrectly on pod but he used to have an opinion that i agreed with which is like the blowback against gatekeeping did make things a little bit worse i don't know like there's definitely certain things where everything's been diluted into a mush into a big pop culture mush Mm -hmm. and there is maybe some benefit to the idea that not everything can be categorized as whatever you want it to be. But I also see how that reinforces like problematic, problematic power systems. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things I saw where uh, it just, it it always kind of ends up being somewhat reactionary where like someone complaining about how, well, if everyone gets to be a comic book fan, then no one's a comic book fan. And that's why, because of their, trying to be inclusive and now we have all these characters who were the wrong gender and the wrong <laughs> and the wrong color and now that's why the comic book industry is going down <laughs> yeah um i'm trying to think of an example where i feel like a fan base or like something a medium accepted too much like abstractness or differentness and it kind of like diluted it into like pop culture mush mm. um i mean youtube content sometimes feels like that like youtube content used to feel like this weird like that's actually where my mind was going to yeah like this weird edgy realm of like who knows what you're gonna click on and like these people doing the like i in a very like isolated way like uh yeah like a uh, pink guy becoming joji is like a really it, it's a narrative that kind of can be tracked to the whole of youtube like this weird person doing this kind of gross abstract i challenging is a weird word for it but like mm. unpleasant challenging and incredibly compelling content into just being like a generic indie r&b crooner sort of guy yeah makes like the most like pop culture mush with no identity or no sense of uniqueness to it and it's like it kind of seems like all culture slowly dilutes into that like Anything that was challenging or hard eventually just becomes easy, digestible, and marketable. And Mm -hmm. if you don't gatekeep to some extent, that's an inevitable direction things go. There's a lot of it with YouTube creators, like changing up the style of the video that they make and not, you know, you get this whole crowd of people who like won't accept any criticism of the new stuff, even though they have no idea what they like, what was, what it used to be like or whatever. I Mm -hmm. mean... Sometimes it's because they just don't watch the backlog. backlog. Sometimes it's like ContraPoints where she deleted like the first, you know, whatever many years of content. Um, So they come in at the JK Rowling thing and they're like, oh, yeah, she makes two hour videos and once a year and that's all she does. And that's all we can ask of her. (laughs)
All right. Anything else? No. All right. So this article that I found uh, from my studies is from Mel Magazine. We've brought this in a, a time or two before. Basic Dad. Uh, the idea behind this column is it's one of those ones where it gets uh, multiple answers from multiple people of different disciplines. So we'll hear what we have to what, what, what they have to say about this. Basic Dad. What happens when my kid has bad taste, i.e. not mine? Advice from a human development expert, a conservative with a hippie dad, and others. I'm looking forward to that second one. The very basic concern. Recently, much to my chagrin, my daughter has gotten into Barney. Barney is still a thing, you ask? Well, no, he's not. He's cancelled. But in my daughter's daycare, they have a whole library of Barney VHS tape that they seem to be watching just about every day. And my little girl can't get enough. Being a 90s kid whose little brother watched the singing purple sack of shit for hours on end. <laughs> the most aggressive <laughs> description of Barney I've ever heard. <laughs> Being a 90s kid whose little brother watched the singing purple sack of shit for hours on end. This new favorite show of hers couldn't be more aggravating to me. Fortunately, with her being three years old, I'm still able to shape much of what my daughter is into, so she loves Ninja Turtles and non-Barney dinosaurs. Also, one of the first words she uttered was Wookiee, but as she's starting to become her own person, I realize that my proudly geeky influence onto her over her interest is already beginning to wane. So what should I do about her favorite new show? Do I buy her dusty Barney toys in a local flea market and learn the words to the mind-numbing cleanup song? Or do I show her death to Smoochie? and scar her for life. So I clicked on it because I didn't know it. Death to Smoochie is a 2002 dark comedy film directed by Danny DeVito, uh, which basically has a rhino that's sitting in for the parody of uh, Barney. Uh, Do something weird, gross, I don't know. Um, And then he says, okay, I'm not really going to do that, but seriously, what do I do if my kid has terrible taste? So he doesn't have to worry about buying old dusty Barney toys because Barney's coming back, baby. There's the new Daniel Kaluuya movie. Daniel Kaluuya confirms his live action hashtag Barney movie is happening. It will be bar- it will be darker than the TV show. Previously, he said Barney taught us, I love you. You love me. Won't you say you love me too? That's one of the first songs I remember. What happens when this isn't true? Damn. Exciting stuff coming in the Barney front. Probably new merch will come out with the movie too. Other ideas on this question. I was actually fully on board with him until he was said that he was proud that his daughter's first word was Wookiee. As soon as I found out he was a Star Wars fan, I was like, I don't know, fucking make her listen to Patton Oswalt's comedy or something. Like, who cares? You're a fucking loser. <laughs> uh, also, I think it sucks when pe- parents and kids have the same taste. I've never, there's never been a single good parent taste combo that I didn't think was cringe. Give an example. Uh, it's always shit like Star Wars. Parents always make their kids listen to classic rock or Star Wars. Well, I'll say this. I, I applaud him for at least feeling n- no need to, like, appeal to, like, gender binaries. I'm glad that he's like, you know, I got a daughter and I'm going to show his Star Wars because that would be weird if I was like, I got to wait for a son to show up in Star Wars. You know what was He'll funny? One of the other columns I was thinking of bringing in was a parent who'd gone too far in the other direction and that they were trying so hard to raise their kid as non-binary. The fact that she liked pink dresses was a major point of conflict with the parents. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a cool way to, to understand by 
the binary nature of gender. <laughs> if that if your girl likes pink dresses, you should be upset because you haven't raised her to be woke enough and you should somehow make this a conflict and an issue for her. That's not gonna severely confuse and hurt your daughter. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Also, like Barney's like clearly a phase, right? No one still likes it up to their adulthood. I don't know if this is gonna like fundamentally shape her interests and tastes. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but I mean, moving forward, she might get into other things. Like maybe she becomes a fan of something that this dad who likes Star Wars and what was the other thing that he got her into? Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtle. Turtles and dinosaurs, but regular ones. Okay. What? So, what sort of media would he not approve of as she like aged into older stuff? Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. Like everything in our culture is really oriented towards these types of people at this point, especially children's media. I can't imagine past the Barney age what he's going to take issue with. All we do is remakes of stuff this guy likes. That's basically what our culture has been like developed to churn out at this point. Society is a machine at this guy's whims, and he's angry that his daughter has one year of Barney watching. <laughs> this guy's 50 years old and still doing like the, or okay, 50 years old. This guy's 30 years old and still doing the Barney sucks. He's so lame thing. That is funny. That's like, if he got really mad at her getting into Justin Bieber, like. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever boy band she gets into next. Justin Bieber sucks. Why would you like him? He doesn't even make good music like, uh, who's Dave Grohl's band? Uh, Foo Fighters? Doesn't even make good music like Foo Fighters. Or Red Hot Chili Peppers, my two favorite bands, because I'm that type of dude. Hmm. All I have is my experience of being raised by my parents, and although they tried to, like, I think I mentioned this before, maybe I was talking to Phil, but my dad really likes, like, old love songs, and so whenever we heard an old love song in a restaurant, he would give me or my sister a dollar if we could name who it was by or what the song's name was, and so the reason I learned, like, some of those songs is because I, like, you know, got the pattern recognition to be like, oh, I can get a dollar if I know that this is, you know, Rod Stewart's song or whatever, but more often than not, he just met me and celebrated the things that i liked myself rather than trying to impose his stuff on me. yeah because your dad is a fucking great dad and that's absolutely what parents should do it is i hope my kids don't like what i like if my kids liked what i like i would take that as a sign that that i was a like overbearing parent also i would just assume that by their time going through school what i like is no longer cool and that that's gonna like socially isolate them to like like i want them to be cooler than me you know what i'm saying like i don't want I want them to be some real jocks. Yeah. No, but, like, it's fundamentally odd to like what your parents like, I think. It just, like, it shows, like, a weird lack of, I don't know, a self-identity. And, I mean, once again, you're going to naturally pick up some things they like, like, whether it's my dad likes sci-fi, so I kind of picked up on that and got into got into it somewhat. But it's just, like, Picking up on a couple things here and there versus being somebody who's like, I being 12 years old and saying that you don't like new music, you only like Pink Floyd, is two different things, you know? Alright, anything else about this? I mean, Adrian, you know our, we always have to come up with an answer for the dad. Oh, sincere answer? Sincere, not sincere answer, but a face value answer. If we really want to help this dad force their kid... To like what he likes, despite our own moral misgivings about whether that's the right thing to do. How could he force his daughter to not like Barney? Get her really into Power Rangers. Dude, Power Rangers was, like, uh, 
As a child, what a perfect show for children's minds. The colors, the action. It really stimulated every part of me as a young person. Yeah. I really liked how the uh, pink one was the girl, and then the yellow one was the Asian girl. (laughs) (laughs) That did make sense to young me. (laughs) And the black guy was the Black Ranger? I think so. I think that's true. I feel like that shouldn't be true, but I think it is. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty cool. If so, pretty cool. (laughs) Also, how often are you saying Wookiee in your day-to-day life that that's her first word? (laughs) I'm going back to the fact that I just just don't like this guy. Her first words were Mark Hamill really phoned it in on episode nine. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is like It feels like that kind of like Patton Oswalt like type of geek, older geek, who's like, if my child comes out as trans, I will accept them. But if they like the sequels better than the prequels or whatever, <laughs> I could never forgive them. That's not my son. That's not my son. I could accept my child as polyamorous and gay, but if they tell me that the Hulk would beat Thor in a fight, I, that's not my daughter. <laughs> if she said Han didn't shoot first, I'm gonna be straight pissed. That girl's getting a whooping. I'm gonna shoot first. I'm gonna shoot first. <laughs> Alright, you wanna read this answer? Yeah. Wait, wait, there's a bunch of these, so you don't have to read all of them. But did you see that there's one guy, uh, there's one guy pitched as a conservative, conservative with a hippie, hippie dad? Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I wanted to read. Who's that? Joe, uh, Wygand. You have to scroll down to find him. Okay. Joe Wygand, a conservative with a hippie dad. My dad was a professional comedian named Jim Wiggins, who is friends with George Carlin and others. Comedy in the early 1970s was very liberal. Counterculture I, what, scene. What a great, uh, people always talk about having the right uh, credits. And I think friends with George Carlin and others as your dad's <laughs> biggest credit is funny. <laughs> uh, was very liberal. Counterculture scene. Growing up in that environment, I like to say that the only way to be rebellious as a teenager was to volunteer for Ronald Reagan. Oh my god, they've been doing this whole it's actually more counterculture to be conservative thing since the 70s. Fuck it's up. Paul Joseph Watson, baby. Oh my god. When I became more political, I'd already had an interest in American history and government. So whereas most my father... So whereas most father-son differences may have been kept to the kitchen table, we ended up in the newspaper. See, in 1986, my dad ended up being the Chicago spokesman for the Great Peace March, which was a really big rally all about denuclearization that looked like a sort of marching Grateful Dead concert. I, on the other hand, was working as an intern for Capitol Hill for the conservative Congressman Phil Crane. So without telling him, I ran a counter-demonstration across the street from his rally. Because of the fact that dad was the hippie and the son was the Christian conservative in the opposing demonstrations, we ended up on the cover of the Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Tribune. I don't know if my dad's pro-peace march would have been on the front page of those two papers without the press thinking that it was a pretty cool dynamic between us. In a way, we both came from that tradition of self-promotion with him as a comedian who was dubbed the last hippie left in America. And as I would become a Theodore Roosevelt repriser, we certainly had that much in common. My dad and I loved each other, and I think you can have these different worldviews and still love one another. In his later years, my dad actually rented a little apartment from us, and every night when I got home late from doing my political work, I knew that my wife and daughter were asleep, but my old man would be up. So instead of going right home, I'd go to his apartment, and we'd have a libation and download the day. We'd argue, but always in a jovial, friendly way. Argument not for the sake of argument, but for the sake of enlightenment. I still hold that with me, as our relationship taught me to hold my viewpoints and back them up, but also be willing to listen. I remember fondly that whenever people complimented my dad on his sons, my old man used to say, I didn't raise them. I just let the little fuckers grow. 
and it all related to his sort of hippie attitude towards parenting. It was all about do your thing and do it well. So if you're going to be a dishwasher, be a great dishwasher. He was a great guy who allowed us and encouraged us to be who we are. Yeah, he did not do a good job raising his son. That kid's a piece of shit. Yeah, right? Why would you make your dad pay to live in your apartment? Like, I love how he just, like, the one detail we got about their relationship, he was trying to exploit his father. (laughs) That he rented an apartment for us. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Alright, Adrian. My article is from the WM, or Worcester Magazine. Worcester? I want to say Worcester, but it's spelled Worcester. Just a C, no C-H. Oh, yeah, you're right. Worcester. Somebody we've brought in, but usually we bring it in from their personal blog. I don't know why he's being published in Worcester Magazine. It's bad advice. Maybe two people have this name. I don't. Maybe this is uh, Worcester's bad advice by somebody named Sean Connolly. That name rings a bell. Anyway, so this column in the theme of gatekeeping is about gatekeeping what foods can be human foods and what foods can be dog foods. Mm. Dear Sean, in a moment of exhaustion, carelessness, and doom scrolling, I was standing at our home's breakfast bar mindlessly eating peanut butter filled pretzels. At some point as I was watching yet another TikTok of a dog befriending a newborn baby, when my hand missed the bag of Snyder's and went into a bag of peanut butter dog treats. It took four of them to realize that I had eaten them. My dilemma is that I liked them. As I ate the first and second, I thought to myself how they tasted different, but a good different. It wasn't until I reached for the fourth one that I looked to see my hand was in a dog bag. I ate it anyway. I really like these as a snack, but I feel like I will be judged for this delicacy by my friends and family. Should I continue to eat them or stuff this preference deep into my consciousness and never eat them again? Don't let your toxic-ass friends and family stop you from doing what you love. Yeah. And Adrian's not just saying that because he's a dirty dog and he loves dog treats. Ruff, 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 ruff. Um, yeah, can we normalize eating dog treats, Adrian? Hey, normalize eating dog treats. I once heard from a friend at Trader Joe's that if the world ever ended or there was like an apocalyptic scenario... He would go to a pet store instead of the grocery store to get dog food instead of regular food because apparently it's made up to like specifications that are allowable for humans to eat. So that was like his big pro tip that he had for me. <laughs> and so assuming that guy is right, assuming Mike is right, then there's nothing wrong with eating dog food. You know, I'm whether not, or not the world is ending. I'm not completely opposed to the idea of non-existence. Like at some point, I'd rather just die than be than yeah. be boarded up in my hovel eating dog food for a year. That's a common, uh, like, hinge, like, uh, or, like, bumble, uh, date, or prompt thing, is just, like, what my plan is for the end of the world, die. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, I get I'm not clever, Adrian. I'm just saying you're basic. I am a basic bitch. You're a basic AF, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm. You just want to be eating Chipotle with your Uggs right now, I know you. Even though it's summer. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm so past the pumpkin spice lattes that I just buy the, uh, pumpkin spice and just... Shake it right into my gullet. Mm. Only PSL I know is Party for Socialist Liberation. <laughs> That's the only PSL I'm into. Well, you're not basic like me. Mm. I don't know about the Party for Socialist Liberation. What's that? Well, I don't actually agree with what they stand for, but I did want to vote on identity lines. So I did vote for them in the last election because it was a Latina woman. So oh. I, wanted our, I wanted our first Latina woman president. And then people who are mad at me for voting third party for that are bigots. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, back to this lady who's trying to eat dog treats. 
Oh, I don't know why I coded it as a man. Oh, I coded it as a woman. Well, we'll figure out why we both have our particular biases later. Here's what I'll say about this as well, and this is the only information I really have on it. Uh, for fans of the immensely popular YouTube channel, uh, Good Mythical Morning, where, like, 90% of the show is them just eating random things, one of the inside jokes on the show, uh, is, like, they did a thing where, like, the punishment, if you got something wrong, was you had to eat something gross, and the guy was like, I don't know why, but I kind of like it, and they were like, oh, it's cat food, and historically you have enjoyed cat food in the past, so... (laughs) So, you know, apparently some people like these things. Especially if you get the stuff that's, like, I don't know how high-end these peanut butter treats are, but, like, it could literally just be, like, peanut butter and wheat. It might not be anything different than what you would, like, eat as a person. It just is labeled for dogs or, you know, like, you see those fancy feasts or whatever, and you're like, that, that cat's eating better than I am. <laughs> you, you said that like that's a common thought. I do not see fancy feast and think that cat is eating better than I am. I'm pretty you happy. You never see, like, a fancy feast that's, like, duck pate, and it's like, I can't even afford duck. Like, <laughs> that's not even in the budget for the month. <laughs> Let alone the liver. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what else do you think that dogs and cats get? Uh, you, you know, I've always thought cat toys, they look pretty exciting. But yeah. an ex-girlfriend, one of those, it was like an automatic, like with a mouse that had like two wheels and it would just like automatically turn on and roll around every like 30 mm-hmm. minutes to keep a cat stimulated when you're out for vacation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'd play with that. Kind of want a little thing that I get to chase around every 30 minutes. That seems like a good break from work. We're supposed to take a 15-minute break every hour, right? Every hour. <laughs> Five minutes every hour? Whatever it is. I think that's what the tomato timer is, yeah, the Pomodoro. I want to I wanna, I wanna slap around a little feather on the end of a string. I don't know why cats get to do that. Yeah, I want a ball with a smaller ball inside of it. I want a weird thing at the leg of a table that's like a marble inside of a track that I can push around the track. I want the dead body of an endangered bird species to slap around. Yeah, I want to groom my nails against a really expensive couch that and slowly ruin it as I do so. Actually, I'm not going to lie. Uh, cats seem like they live the most boring lives in the world. I feel bad for them all the time. I'm like, how do you like just hang out in this apartment where this person leaves you on multiple day trips and not go crazy? I don't know. It seems like a chill life to me, but I guess dogs get more like being brought out to places and stuff like that or whatever. Yeah, I would way rather be a dog than a cat. Nobody leaves a dog alone for as long as they leave a cat alone. Yeah, that's true. But also, I don't know. Do you want to be a dog? If you were a dog, what kind of dog would you be? (laughs) I love this question. I think it's really interesting and tells you a lot about a person, which is why I won't reveal the answer. Ooh, you you reveal too much. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. But obviously, I'd be a wolf hybrid. Hmm, that's cool. That's cool. I'd be a corgi. I think that's my favorite answer to any, like, what would you be or, like, what would you get questions to go for the biggest asshole, like, self pop. Yeah, this is you being, like, Gryffindor, captain of the Quidditch team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you were in Harry Potter, what house would you be in? Gryffindor, captain of the Quidditch team, clearly. No question. No question. Harry Potter would probably be jealous of me. Oh, for sure. He'd be getting that, uh, oh wait, no, he doesn't end up with Hermione. They, uh, subvert that trope. He ends up with Jenny? I don't think that was even a question. He was, it was Ron who had a thing with Hermione. I don't know, Paul. I only read the fourth book. And by then, that should have been clear. I don't think so. They were still kids. Who was sexualized kids? Dog treats. Probably perfectly fine to consume. So your advice is to keep eating them? I would say... You're not worried about the social pushback. I'd say make it like a quirky thing about you. 
like come in with like dried chicken treats and just be like, it's cheaper than jerky. You know, <laughs> it's like how you pay more if you do something for a wedding than if you do it for a regular party. You know, that there's that human tax that they put on everything. If somebody tells you that's weird and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you buy the women's deodorant too. Mm. <laughs> Save money. Just buy the men's stuff. It's the same stuff. You're paying for the pink marketing. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, same thing here you're gonna buy the human jerky just buy the dog jerky same stuff paying for the human marketing i don't know what's your dignified response to this question paul well what adrian you're just gonna buy your own bone marrow buy the bones they have at the pet smart same stuff you're just paying for the human marketing if you buy bones marrow that is actually a pro tip from uh internet shaquille he has a video about bone marrow and he's like you can ask for it from the butcher, and it's usually very cheap because they think it's for dog treats. And so <laughs> you can uh, definitely get, like, split up bone marrow for uh, really cheap from your butcher. Oh. Well. Okay. And Well, never mind. That wasn't a joke. That was actually a pro tip. I d- d- removed the sarcasm from what I just said. Okay, I'll add the sarcasm filter remover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. Make it a conversation piece. Make it a uh, Make it a quirky thing about yourself. Or I guess if you wanted to be like more uh, like more like uh, sneaky about it, you could uh, put them buy them and then put them in a different bag. Mm. Or you could just be one of those people that although unless they're like shaped like bones and stuff, and then you're like <laughs> unless those are Scooby snacks, I don't really understand why those are shaped like bones. <laughs> you could be one of those. Well, then you could like crack them maybe so that it just looked like you had a bunch of graham crackers or something. Yeah, but that then that, that's not the same texture. <laughs> you the bone shape adds to it oh wait is that part of your idea is that you like crush it and make like a graham cracker crust for like a pie and then you serve it to people and you're like guess what that's dog food bitch you like it too <laughs> you a dirty little dog just like me <laughs> dude hell yeah i i changed whatever i was gonna say that's the best idea we've had yet <laughs> probably goes great with like a sweet potato filling oh my god oh my god you know how classy people, like, restore everything in their house, not in the packages it came in, but, like, glass jars? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could do that. But then that would make it look more like dog treats, because a lot of people keep their dog treats in glass yeah, jars. that's true. I like your idea about experimenting uh, culinarily with these uh, treats. Yeah, they're probably pretty- I mean, it's just peanut butter flavor, like, that probably goes with plenty of stuff. I don't know how much the meaty stuff from dogs would taste good. I will say, I have, um licked a dog food thing before because i went to my friend mark's house and i picked like up a one of the off. pellets no 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 it was like you know kongs i think is what they're called it's like the rubber thing and you put peanut butter in it and the dog kind of has to like really like voraciously get at it to get the peanut butter yeah yeah uh, i picked up my friend mark's house and i was like oh what is this and he was like oh you put peanut butter in it and so i licked it and i was like oh yeah i don't think there's any in it right now and he's like oh it's for dogs and i was like well i don't buy things for dogs like our dogs like the toys we have for our dogs is like the outside stop saying this like like you were in the right ear why yeah i was like i was like okay i'll take take, there's some peanut butter in this i'll take take, take, take that i don't even know where to begin man He told the story like it was it, like he was wrong for thinking you wouldn't immediately stick your tongue on it. Well, no, he was wrong for not telling me that it was for dogs. <laughs> because otherwise, why wouldn't he assume that you would just start tonguing it? Yeah, Mark's house was Snack City, baby. <laughs> Man, I don't know where to begin. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. How old are you? Uh, this would have been middle school, so like eighth grade. <laughs> That's way too old. 
way too old. Why would you eat anything on the floor that was like a squishy plastic? Why would you tongue it? No, it's like it's like it's like a rubber. Okay, that's like a rubber. Totally material. different. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I I honestly I don't even like it's so weird. I don't even know how to make fun of you for this correctly. I don't know what line of questioning to go down. <laughs> I guess that's my pro tip. Yeah, lead into it. Buy a bunch of, like, do a whole fancy, like, three-star Michelin star meal out of those Kongs uh, to drink on the Ooh, side. You that have, is like, good plating. Yeah, you have, like, doggy bowls as the water on the side. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe this is your new gimmick for your house. Everything is dog food. Hmm. Everything is dog food. <laughs> Anything else? I feel like the only other story I have is, uh, I knew a person who lived with uh, someone, so their roommate had a dog that they were uh they didn't want them to eat like processed dog food so they just bought like whole chicken carcasses or whatever from like butchers and that's what they would give their dog every day how much of a hippie do you have to be to not want your dog to eat processed food i know right that's exhausting this is like that whole thing online where people get really mad at people who have pets that are vegan Mm. which i mean rightfully so it seems like but I, I think what I've read, and I have no idea if this is true or not, at least with vegetarianism, it's like you can make a dog vegetarian and they can be healthy, but you can't make a cat vegetarian. Yeah, I think they're obligate carnivores. Yeah, but uh, I don't really have a strong opinion on that because I've never owned a pet, so I don't have like a real yeah. like, I don't have my finger on the pulse. I don't either. Cut it out. Here we go. What's next? Um. Okay, reading this answer. Eat them. Eat as many as you can. Don't let the world shame you and yuck your yum. The FDA states that anything made for dogs to eat should be edible by humans too. Hey, Mike was right. While those shout snacks out Mike made from Trader Joe's. Shout out Mike. I've always said that. While those snacks. Fuck made his little brother though. That guy sucked. Yeah. Fuck Mike's little brother. Also, fuck little Matt from Trader Joe's. That kid. No, that sucked. that was his. Little, that was his younger brother. Oh really? That's the only <laughs> person I knew from Trader Joe's who was lame. Funny coincidence. Didn't that kid once offer us, what was it? It was like some psychedelic at like three in the morning while we were already drunk. And I was like, no. Maybe. I think he was making DMT in his bathtub. That's what it was. It was DMT. And I remember being like, why would you offer this? I'm not taking DMT from a 16 year old that Adrian's sister has invited (laughs) over for some reason. (laughs) By the way, me and Adrian were really young when this happened too. While those snacks might not be exactly the tastiest to most, that doesn't mean that some ultimately will love them like you. The way I see it, some people love how cilantro tastes, others say it tastes like so. Who's to say the way your tongue's buds are clustered that you don't experience absolute heaven when you bite into one of those pup snacks? My son continues to try and steal the dog's treats at my house. He is one and a half. I'm not saying you have the culinary palate of a toddler. I am saying maybe you two are one and the same. Sure, part of him wanting to eat the treats is a hunt. He just likes the idea of trying to sneak around and fool both the dogs and me. If he is actually able to put one over on us, he eats them happily and will often ask me for more, oblivious to the defeated and upset look on my face. Listen, if you are asking me for permission to eat treats that are created for a dog, I will not do that. This is an advice column. My advice is to go whole hog, or whole dog in this case. Don't stop at the treats. Have a bowl full of wet and dry food. Grab a biscuit or two. Have a bowl of water next to your bed that you could lap up when you're parched. There's no reason to sneak your guilty food pleasure. Go be the dog you want to be, no matter how rough it will turn out to be. So the advice is be a furry? Yeah, the advice is this is just a sign that you need to live in the mud, you dirty little dog. You dirty little piggy. I think it's pretty cool. 
I think that's pretty cool too. I think all humans should slowly revert to their animal forms, to their animal instincts. Honestly, having a bowl of water next to your bed, not a bad idea. I usually have a glass of water, but sometimes you're kind of like, you wake up, you kind of slap around and you spill it or whatever. Mm. Bowl's probably a better idea. Oh, but then you like, what if you like do a really quick turn with your sheets and some of the sheet like kind of flies over you and gets a little bit of air and then lands in the water and then you got a soggy sheet. It does a sick kick flip over <laughs> to the other side of the bed. <laughs> what are you even saying? <laughs> I'm saying what I want to say, Adrian, you piece of shit. All right, well, that's your God-given. I don't think I could do dog dry food. The pellets? Uh, yeah, I've always yeah. wondered what's in those pellets. It always looked so weird. Yeah, like, don't, I don't know if I could do wet food either, to be honest. I don't know what kind of dog food I could do, but I've never the treats seen that dog are just like food. peanut butter Anytime seem. I've ever dog sat, they ask me to give their dog dry food, so I've never seen dog wet food. Oh, really? It comes in cans. It's just like big chunks of some kind of meat, presumably. Oh, I've seen cat wet food, so it sounds similar to that. That's stuff, the smell I always hated. I really yeah, like hated Yeah, that's the one thing I don't like food. about cat sitting. Yeah. yeah. Especially because it's a lot of fishy stuff, usually. Dog food usually doesn't have as much of like a, a offensive smell. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. All right. Anything else about this one? Not really. All right. Any Any advice to our alternative food loving people out there? Yeah, don't let people gatekeep you. Yeah. I think if you're inspired from this column to start trying these as snacks, you should probably have a dog in case people come over and, like, <laughs> see that you just for some reason have dog treats. But um, also, the other thing that I think would be really funny as a power move for all the breweries that I hate because they try to, like, really promote having dogs there. So they have, like, a take one, here's, like, some dog treat stuff. I would really like to just, like, while I'm checking out, grab one of those and just eat it. And I kind of want to acquire a, a taste for dog treats just to do that. <laughs> just stealing from the dogs. <laughs> Sir, those are for the dogs. I've been called a dirty dog once or twice. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. All right, so this is a very loose third segment. Um, but, uh, Paul, we're going to do... Uh, interestingly enough, and I think this is kind of the uh you know duality of the publication but this is from buzzfeed and it's multiple articles from buzzfeed which i know from as i said before i took a little perusing through the uh gatekeeping subreddit but buzzfeed's kind of the, the 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 king or queen or i guess whatever the pinnacle of gatekeeping in that they churn out so many if you get a blank out of blank on this quiz then you're a true whatever fan Oh, so they're they're very big on the gatekeeping. Like if you can't get 20 out of 24 on this Harry Potter quiz, you're not a real fan. But of course, because they're an end, end, like an endless content machine, they also have things like 19 times people tried to gatekeep others and got roasted so bad they just deleted their account. Okay. So they have plenty of those kind of articles, too. So I didn't pre-screen these, but kind of the idea behind this quiz is that I'm going to read you the response to someone who was trying to gatekeep. And I'm going to try to get to what you think they were trying to gatekeep. Okay, I think I get it. Okay, and then we're going to do however many, because who knows how many are in this, uh, like, cumulative four articles. But uh, here's a good example for the first one. So, uh, and some of these are pretty famous. I think you might have seen them on, like, Reddit or whatever at some point. Probably Facebook at some point. Here we go. Number one. Response to the original comment. You supposed to become waterproof after you turn 18 or something? So this is their killer roast in response to someone trying to gatekeep blank. Oh, um, what type of what type of man uses an umbrella in the rain? People really be grown and still using umbrellas. <laughs> ding, 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 Paul. <laughs> Good guess. Uh, that was someone gatekeeping the use of umbrellas. 
what is you just like you are you supposed to have like a poncho or <laughs> i think you're supposed to walk sternly in the rain as if it doesn't bother you hmm you know okay so this has the same energy as the one that i just skipped but i think this one's funny so we're gonna do it anyways response did you just gatekeep a tree what was wrong with this tree can you tell me the one we skipped so I can kind of get an idea of what you mean by same energy? Yeah, so this one was pretty easy. It was, did you just gatekeep an earthquake? And then it was someone in California saying, a 2.6 in Utah? Yeah, aren't you cute? Sincerely, California. <laughs> okay. Uh, I assume this person posted a tree and then and then in response, somebody posted a thing of like a, a California like redwood. Like, you think that's a tree? And they posted like those really thick boys. Mm, yeah, redwoods. Yeah. All right. This is, if your tree can't survive the removal of enough bark to accommodate a camera, it's a weak-ass shit fucking tree. <laughs> and this is about putting game cameras into trees for hunting and oh stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, this is really hard. This is a hard one, but this one's very famous. So I feel like you might know this one. It's got ratioed pretty hard. Um, Here we go. That's a lot of words for nobody will fuck me. And this is about fashion. Okay, so it's definitely somebody complaining about women liking some sort of fashion. And it's probably some sort of like, why do women expect us to dress well? Or why do women expect you to own expensive watches? I don't I don't know. You got weirdly close. Um, this is about pants. Hmm. Pants were invented for men, not women. It's impossible for a woman to wear pants without sexualizing her body, since they highlight her legs, curves, and rear end. Women who want to be all modest should not own pants at all. Who tweeted that? Jordan Peterson? Yeah, you'd imagine. I should have said it in the Kermit voice. Women who own pants are simply sexualizing themselves. And, and, and You're frankly, kind of doing more of a Ben Shapiro. <laughs> and frankly, I am disgusted. No, I'm doing a perfect Jordan Peterson. I see these young men who come to me with tears in their eyes. They say, these women, these big booty bitches, they're wearing pants. <laughs> the other way he's been described is it sounds like the uh, air leaking out of a balloon. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, okay. Oh, this might be a trend throughout these because I think I forgot to mention this up top, but this is a pretty big trend in uh, the gatekeeping uh, of society. Are you gatekeeping being sad? It's probably somebody being like, you don't really have depression unless you've spent five days in bed. By I will I will say you about this. This is specifically about the death of a loved one. Somebody bragging about how many dead people they have in their family in one <laughs> month. Like, oh, your grandma died. Well, you don't know what real sad is till like your grandma, your wife, your son and your and your cousin dies all in one week. It's like a country song. All right. This is on a post about someone's dog dying. Sorry for your loss, and I wish you well, but come speak to me when you have kids and lose them. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> come speak. To, I Honestly, I think he's the last person I would come speak to. He doesn't sound very supportive at all. <laughs> he sounds like you'd be um, like, well, like, how old was your kid? Oh, speak to me when you've had to raise them for eight years. What, a two-year-old died? That's no oh, big deal. God. Yeah, dude, parents are the fucking worst, man. They're so annoying. I, I There's a person I know from a social media thing that, uh, so this is someone we went to high school with, and the number of times that she posts, like, seven paragraph things about how much, like, it sucks to be a parent, and then at the end is like, wouldn't change it for a thing. He's my life. <laughs> 
it's like this is clearly a cry for help like i don't know man well don't worry that child will grow up to be incredibly unhealthy and unhappy and perpetuate that into the next generation hey hurt people hurt people yeah i've always said that um okay so this is we're disabled daniel we're not werewolves this is another pretty famous one what was this person trying to gatekeep for disabled people was can i ask you if the person who made the original comment was disabled themselves no okay oh damn i'm so confused maybe werewolves coming out as night maybe the disability is something to do with night blindness or not being able to see no um oh this is about how they would be coming out at night because they're werewolves okay I really don't know. That's I can't even bring myself to think of a situation yeah. where <laughs> it's a tough one. Here we go from Daniel Lawson. Disabled parking should only be valid during business hours, <laughs> nine to five, Monday to Friday. I cannot see any reason why people with genuine disabilities would be out beyond these times. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Let's see. Da -da 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 -da. Mm, we have like a bunch of these. So I'm just trying to find much easier ones. <laughs> this one's kind of funny but it's gonna be really hard so i don't know if this is worth That's it fine. But, um... i'll try my best okay this is specifically about think have you ever watched that ellen clip where she tries to uh get a kid to use like a rotary phone or whatever yeah and then she like roasts that kid for not knowing how to use a rotary phone mm -hmm. okay so this one is yeah because that's how time works i want to say that it must be somebody going like you ever notice how kids nowadays know less and less about stuff that happened in the past? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's vague enough to encapsulate it. <laughs> um, do kids nowadays even care about what happened in the 90s? <laughs> so this one was tough. It's uh, kids nowadays don't know nothing about don't know nothing about these. And it's the picture of a PSP, a Game Boy Flip, and a Game Boy DS. That is such a cool thing to gatekeep. Like, <laughs> y'all remember last Thursday? Bruh, stop gatekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is this is this one's pretty gettable. Imagine thinking you have a monopoly on suffering because you were raw dogging. Oh, somebody saying if you think it's hard to have a blank, try having a kid. All right, final answer. Yep. Because it's they a raw little bit more classic. So it's a little bit more classic than that. Because they raw dog, so they had a kid. So you're close. I don't know if I'm going to give this one to you. This is the classic when a childless person tells me they're tired. Oh, uh, got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, I'm not keeping track of points, so I don't mind. Hey, no one is. This is definitely a uh, whose line is it anyways type third segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one is, are you gatekeeping a McDonald's food item? Oh, I bet you I know what this is because I've also noticed this has changed. The McDonald's apple pie does not taste the same as it used to taste. Ooh. Is that, is that what you're going for? Oh, Final wait, answer? wait, wait. Maybe it was, I used to like Szechuan sauce before the Rick and Morty episode. Mmm. It's also a good guess. This is, who the hell asks for a McChicken? Go McFuck yourself. It has and will always remain in my heart as the hot and spicy chicken. That's awesome. <laughs> this is someone gatekeeping the old name for a chicken sandwich at McDonald's. Man, but bring back the old, hashtag bring back the old apple pie. Am I right, y'all? Let's get this one going. Bring back the old apple pie. What happened to that recipe? Why does it taste different? How can we get back that old apple pie? I feel like this is one of those things where you're more of a McDonald's uh, for lunch and dinner type guy, but I don't think I've ever gotten dessert at McDonald's before you haven't ever gotten the mcdonald's apple pie well don't never anymore. Got that apple pie. Ah, damn i missed out on it that's sad to think i'll never get that og recipe
literally everyone knows who Salvador Dali is. It's a very hard one to guess. Is it a picture of of the uh, clocks melting and somebody is like, retweet if you recognize this? The kids nowadays don't know about this. <laughs> I'm going to count it close enough. It is a picture of a watch that is like has the melted kind of thing to oh. it, an actual <laughs> physical watch. And the person posted only art students slash art enthusiasts will know how cool this watch is. <laughs> that is true. As a non-art student, non-art enthusiast, I think that watch is really lame. It is kind of a cool looking watch, to be honest. Uh, this is a very classic uh, kind of structure to the roast of people gatekeeping. So here we go. Fellas, is it gay to have a bed? Oh, this is so weird because usually the critique is the other way around. It's that men are trashy for only putting a mattress on the floor. But I guess Mm -hmm. some sort of woman said, what sort of man has, uh, like, I I would leave if I came into a guy's house and he had a headboard or something. Mm, Okay. I would think a little bit more broad on this one. Um, A broad sentence. Okay. Uh, this is houses are for the females always have been most guys would be content with a workshop of some sort with a living space inside of it people need to mind their own business incredible i would be not content with that but i i guess i'm not a man i've i've often been suspicious yeah. of my status and manhood <laughs> all right i'm gonna see if you can guess what this uh is referring to listen this movie is for us not y'all kids don't bring y'all loud, I want to ask questions to the whole movie kids to see this movie. Watch on Amazon. If I hear one kid cry during this movie, we gonna fight. Go watch some damn Cocoa Melon. Is it Toy Story 4? Is it a Marvel movie? This is a post about the movie Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> Hell yes. That's so true, though. <laughs> I've that's been for, saying That's that. for the boys. That's <laughs> for the boys, dog. All right, here's another one nine years motherfucker oh this is by the way this is uh when the person in the wrong is uh responding so you'll have to figure out what the first person was trying to genuinely talk about okay nine years motherfucker congratulate yourself after two years minimum or be prepared to start the loop again is that somebody gatekeeping somebody for the amount of time they've done in without drinking close enough that is someone who is celebrating being one month cigarette free (laughs) Ooh, do you want to do you want to end with a roast of us? Yeah. Okay. So this is there's no response to it. This is just someone posting a screenshot of a starter packs subreddit post. The I have no personality starter pack. Blue is their favorite color. Dog is their favorite animal. Pizza is their favorite food. Marvel movies are their favorite movies. Say they like music, but only know pop and 80s hits. And their favorite TV show is The Office. Well, now don't we have egg on our face? Have we been gatekeepers this whole time? Wait, who are we gatekeeping? Society. I'm so confused how this is gatekeeping, but man, I feel bad. I feel bad. It's gatekeeping uh, people not having to ha- not being allowed to have regular personalities because it's the the sentiment is that they have no personality. Oh damn! People who like The Office and Marvel, I apologize to you and dogs. I apologize to you. You're actually cool dudes with rude tudes. And the color blue, which, uh, that's my favorite color, so. I've never mocked anybody for having a favorite yeah. color. That'd be such a funny, like, mocking somebody <laughs> such a childish mock. Oh, I like how mine is just like, oh, well, I like blue, so that's why I wouldn't make that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, I used to like the color blue, but then I grew up and now it's like the color purple is kind of like my favorite color. But like, I mean, I get it. Like when I was when I was (laughs) no, when I was in second grade, I liked the color blue, too. But everybody grows up eventually. I didn't change the color blue changed. (laughs) Yeah, the the color blue actually got too leftist. That's why I like the color (laughs) purple. (laughs) All right. Big facts. No cap. Get out of here. Yeah. Big fact. If you're listening to Big Facts No Cap right now, you're going to get to gatekeep people who are fans in a year or two when we blow mm-hmm. up, so congrats. Mm. And No Cap, No Cap, No Cap. Y'all remember that? Y'all, y'all remember that? Y'all remember Dial-Up? <laughs> y'all remember uh, that gatekeeper episode of the original Samurai Jack run where he's guarding the uh, time tunnel and uh, Jack tries to fight him and he fails and so he can't get past the gatekeeper. This is the one where it kind of signaled like it was supposed to be like the ending beat of the show where it's like it shows a a future image of him being able to defeat the guy and it's like him as an old man, which is not how they actually ended up like getting the show the way, you know, it actually ended. But as a kid, I was always like, damn, that's cool. That's cool, though. That's a cool episode. Go check it out. Go watch the original Samurai Jack. Yeah. Will I Am did a great song for the uh, intro to that show. Gotta get back. Back to the past, Samurai Jack. Watch out. Watch out. Is that the ending song? Did you just cement that in there? Ooh. Okay. Good call. Bye, y'all. Bye. Enjoy. Enjoy that great song. Watch out.